It will come as no surprise to you to learn that the President of the United States travels with an awful lot of security. And an awful lot of security comes with a big price tag. But just what kind of operation does it take to get a President safely to a country like Ireland? Well, let me explain. It's the best explanation. You've got to believe me. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep yourself up to date with all our new episodes. An extra one this week already out chatting to former mental health minister Jim Daly who compared giving up politics to giving up smoking or taking off shoes that were too tight. Not really missing the game at all was former Minister Daly. That's available now if you want to scroll back. But on this episode, we are looking at the travelling party of the US President. Joe Biden is due to come to town, but what exactly is involved in keeping the leader of the free world safe? The first is how he gets here. And, I mean, you've all seen Air Force One, right? As Donald Trump might say, It's a huge plane, the best plane. John, you've got to listen to me. You've never seen a plane like it. It's designed to be a White House in the skies, and that should, for whatever reason, the world end or some massive event happen while the president is in the air, it is the mobile command center. It can be refueled mid-air, so in theory, can keep up in the skies for a large amount of time. And it costs in the region of $180,000 an hour to fly. So let's assume a six-hour crossing to Ireland. If you have good tailwinds from Washington, that's still more than a million dollars spent just to fly over here. There's also been controversy over the price of commissioning the Boeing 747s, with Donald Trump actually playing hardball and capping the cost for two aircraft at $3.9 billion. Well, the plane is totally out of control. It's going to be over $4 billion. It's for Air Force One program. I think it's ridiculous. I think Boeing is doing a little bit of a number. We want Boeing to make a lot of money, but not that much money. Between late charges and other issues, Boeing estimates it's actually lost about a billion dollars on that deal. On Air Force One, the president has his own suites and the seats are business class standard even for the press pool at the back of the plane. Reading the account of a BBC journalist who flew on Air Force One during Obama's time, they said, As we get settled, a flight attendant brings out cool white towels in a basket with grapes, bananas and oranges. Almond Joy and Baby Ruth candy bars are displayed on a table near a row of magazines in white binders. I put a box of M&Ms with a presidential seal in my bag. End quote. There are actually two Boeing 747s used for presidential travel, and they only carry the name Air Force One if the president is aboard. As the name might suggest, there is also an Air Force Two, and an Air Force Three, and Air Force Four, and so on, with a fleet of smaller planes as part of the presidential pool, but are mostly used for the travel of other US government officials or the vice president or the secretary of state, for example. And when Trump landed in Shannon a few years ago, there were quite a few dreads on the ground, all bearing the US seal, and no doubt it will be the same for Biden this time around. Travel for the US president also means airspace restrictions when they're coming into the country and there's usually a distance cordon into which other aircraft are not allowed to fly. And while it's made to look rather easy to take over Air Force One in the Harrison Ford film, the plane is packed with Secret Service and most of the staff are military trained as well. Get off my plane. Then there's the security operation when the president hits the tarmac. 
When Joe Biden leaves the Oval Office, he steps out onto the south lawn of the White House and he boards Marine One, either a Black Hawk or a Sea King helicopter with the capacity to carry 11 to 14 people. That brings him to Andrews Air Force Base, where Air Force One is waiting. And it's expected mostly the president is going to use helicopters to get around when he's in Ireland. Very quick, very easy to get between Belfast, Laos, Dublin, Mayo, everywhere he's going when you fly, rather than taking the motorcades everywhere. And the big choppers he uses, apparently they can sort of fold up and fit into Air Force C-17s for travel abroad. The helicopters are flown out usually the week before the trip and tend to fly in groups, making it less likely the president could be identified and taken out by an attack from the ground. The choppers also change up their formation when they're in midair to make it harder to identify the president. Then, when he's not in the air, there's the beast. It's not just any car. The 20,000-pound weight stretch Cadillac is designed to survive basically any assault that could be made on it. With the armour said to be 8 inches thick with 5 inch thick bulletproof glass, it's made to withstand gunfire, rocket propelled grenades, it's sealed to stop a gas attack, It's basically also apparently a James Bond car. The door handles can be electrified. It can lay down a smoke screen and send a Looney Tunes style oil slick out the back to stop chasing cars. The inside comes equipped with oxygen for the president and, and get this, a fridge full of blood which matches the president's blood type. Armed Secret Service agents also travel inside. So again, even if you got through all of that, there would be someone there to shoot at you. And where the beast goes, traffic carnage follows, because of course they shut down any streets in the way in advance to give the president a fresh run at things. And I've actually seen this firsthand a few times. In fact, I've seen it shut down Manhattan several times in September around the UN summits there. They'll shut an entire avenue in one of the busiest areas of the world. Hundreds of cops waiting for the president to move. And not only can cars go nowhere, but you're not allowed to cross the street as a pedestrian. So it makes getting around if you need to cross that one avenue that's closed off extremely, extremely difficult. I love, always love though, the New York reaction to it. Because when this happens, like typical New York fashion, they're like, so what is the president? I'm walking here. I've also had the luxury of being in a presidential motorcade in Washington, D.C. on the press bus following the beast around, which I have to say is incredibly cool. There's no two ways about it. It's really cool being in a presidential motorcade, having all the traffic pushed aside for you as you, you the outriders clear the way. And I, But I remember one time we were on that presidential bus going from the White House to Capitol Hill, and the bus was like, a small bit behind and there was a driver decided he was going to chance inching out maybe to get across only to get absolutely smashed into by the bus that we were on but there was no hanging around a secret service agent just hopped out to deal with the crash and the bus just kept on going doesn't look like Biden is going to use the motorcades massively when he's in Ireland but I'm sure parts of Dublin are definitely going to be shut down when he's going for example maybe between the Oris and Leinster House (laughs) 
Now, despite all those precautions and protection, sometimes it's not quite enough. And that's the audio of an Iraqi journalist throwing his shoes at George Bush at a press conference, for example. Um, I'm going to say for any Secret Service agents who are listening to this in advance that my shoes will be firmly remaining on my feet at all press events involving the president. A lot of things have changed for presidential security since JFK infamously rode in the back of an open car through Dallas. There was a rash of security concerns, for example, when George Bush visited Ireland back in 2004 when a camera crew managed to get shots of him at his hotel window in Dromolan Castle in his vest. The general worry being if the camera crew could get that shot who else could get there with an actual weapon? And the security operation for Biden is going to be hugely tight. I've heard reports of Guardi sealing manholes across Dublin City. There are huge security checks on the hundreds of journalists who will be covering the president's events here. And actually, when visiting the White House, it's actually even more strict. You go through screenings, dogs sniff your bags. And I was given this badge at the start of the day that didn't quite stay on my jacket right or very easily so I asked you know is this all that important just in case it did happen to fall off during the day uh, I was probably told by a, a secret service agent that the badge was to make sure they knew not to shoot me which was reassuring I spent a lot of my day fixing that badge there are going to be several hundred Secret Service agents in the country for this trip. Some of them actually have already been here for weeks scoping out the place. Part of their job is to identify contingencies. So, for example, they have to know at all times where the nearest hospital is and the second nearest hospital, basically all the places they might have to run to, if something were to happen to the president. There's also been reports that a US aircraft carrier is going to be in Irish waters off the coast of Ireland for the duration of the trip. really makes you wonder what it's like for the president because you must be so removed from the reality of the place that you're visiting you know shut inside the beast as you're going through the streets and it's actually something that Barack Obama touched on ahead of his visit to Kenya when he was president the country that his father was born in visiting Kenya as a private citizen uh, is probably more meaningful to me than, than visiting as president because I can actually get outside of a hotel room or a conference center So all in all, it's a big deal to host a US president and it's going to cost the taxpayer possibly tens of millions of euro to do it. So there you go. Politics is expensive. Billions and billions and billions. Myself, Sean Defoe, presenting and producing this week with editor John Keogh and Lachlan Hart on Sound. I will chat to you next week.